In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Blessed Feast. Today, Brasnikon. <laughs> we all turn a little Russian on our feast days. Today I wanted to talk about a theme that sometimes we get confused when we come to the greatest saints of our church, especially the ones that we turn to for theological clarity, for, to turn to because they were the great defenders of our faith, just like our beloved patron, St. Athanasius the Great, was a defender of our faith at a time when it was threatened and seemed to be only the minority in the world, even for those who believed in God, perhaps different gods in the end, but who took much, much time before it became, he became known as the great, and not simply one who was persecuted and abandoned, one who was exiled, I believe it was five times throughout his life, but was exiled from his home city, the place where he was a bishop, for a total of 45 years of his life. So we suffered greatly for the faith. And often we think of those who we turn to simply as teachers, someone who gave the clearest picture of the dogmatic truths of our faith. And this is all true, and this is all well and good, but what was it that St. Athanasius was like? He was a lover of God. He had the experience of God and not just knowledge that existed in his head. He did not just have great and wonderful arguments which people turned to and became immediately convinced by, and he won every argument. This was not the character of his life, though he did become to be trusted and to become called the great among the Orthodox and among those who turned to and knew and recognized that same God. He was a man that defended the dogma of our salvation in Christ by the unity of God with man from the birth of Jesus Christ through the cross, the resurrection, and his ascension into heaven. He was steadfast in all adversity. So there's a relationship here that I want to bring out from his life. He embraced the way of life that Christ had paved and which, by which he knew his God and by which through his patronage, we come to know God. It is the way of giving up our own lost selves, our own wills, and joining the God-man and becoming like him. We sometimes think that there are theological things, and then that there is then a way of life, and that there perhaps isn't an easy meeting of those. There are those who teach and exist in the seminaries or exist in the ac academy, but this was not St. Athanasius' life. He lived through and through what he wrote, what he taught. This was his life. We know this from his writings, that great work from which I finally became <laughs> to realize that I wasn't yet a Christian, though I had grown up among Christians, my parents being some of them, my friends and family being around me, my greater family, when I read his work called On the Incarnation. In some level, it seemed, okay, these are great theological truths. This is the Jesus Christ I know. And then you get to sections about what he calls the proof of our Lord's victory. And who were those people? It was the martyrs. It was the consecrated virgin life. Those are the proof that he gives 
over our Lord, of our Lord's victory over death. He wrote also of his beloved friend, St. Anthony, a great book of spiritual benefit, not because of proof texts, but of the life that we see lived out. This was who St. Athanasius revered. This is who he held up for us to emulate. It is those who had Christ in the depths of their soul. No pagan belief he, he told and taught could make someone live like the martyrs. No one could give them such boldness. No belief, no simple act of the law, no sense of just boldness for boldness' sake could make this happen. But our Lord's victory over death enabled them to come against every adversity. And St. Athanasius lived this in his life. For 45 years, he lived away from those. He was exiled into the desert. But what did he do? He made the most. He made those people who were the proof of Christ's resurrection his friends, his beloved people that he turned to and they turned to him. And in this community that he built around him, this is what saw him through. And this is where he saw the love of Christ made manifest. That life and his steadfastness and his dogmatic clarity of who Christ was is what he experienced. There's two stories. This did not lead him to have a big head. And there's two stories that I want to share um, from the sayings of the Desert Fathers. St. Athanasius props up as a character in them among these others, but he has no sayings himself. And in the story of Abba Pombo, there's this invitation that he gives to St. Athanasius to come join him. And while St. Athanasius is journeying to visit him, St. Athanasius sees a woman who's caught courting a great sin. And the saint begins to weep. And Abba Pombo turns toward him and says, why are you weeping? And he says, I, I weep for two reasons. For the loss of this woman, and the other, that I am not so concerned in pleasing God as this woman is in pleasing the wicked men whom she serves. So his great humility was there in the depths of his heart. He saw and longed to save those and to give them the life-giving body and blood and teachings and word of his Savior. The other story that I want to share is that he brought peace to those who were around him. There was a time where the fathers, as I said, he was Athanasius. There's a saying where he says, Athanasius against the world. This is how small the minority was. But the fathers of the desert turned toward him very often. And at one point, they were fighting among themselves of whether the heretic Arius was right about such and such a thing. And instead of diving into that fight, the father said, let us bring out Athanasius' book. And it's that same book that we referenced earlier, the one about the incarnation and how it's the incarnation that saves us. They bring out that book and they begin to read from it and see what kind of life would those who follow that person who is both God and man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who saved us, what would that life look like? And they find that answer in reading that book. And St. Athanasius' words wash over them, and the end of the saying says that those who were fighting and contending against the Orthodox faith turned toward the everlasting kingdom, 
and went away in great peace. Their lives were changed simply by seeing and hearing the word of the Lord through St. Athanasius' words. We laud him as a great light, but not the great light that is the gospel. When he fought error, he unmasked the error of heresy, and he taught the truth, and disputers were sent away in peace. He taught and lived a co-crucified life with Christ. And this is why we have him as our beloved patron. He is powerful in, in our day and age because he gives us that encouragement that we can remain steadfast, that we have a community around us that loves and steads and walks toward the kingdom with us. And our patron, St. Athanasius, leads the way. So as we celebrate this great feast, let us turn toward him and ask for his intercessions in our difficult times where there are many different teachings out there to sort through. But if we turn toward St. Athanasius, see the, those who lived the life that he lauded, that he taught, the life that is Jesus Christ, we will gain great strength and go away also in peace of our Lord and in steadfastness that St. Athanasius saw. And that we may have that from our Lord through the intercessions of St. Athanasius. Amen. Blessed feast.